Hey besties, thanks for tuning in with us. We know that life is hard, families are weird, work is tough. And so this week we're going to be talking about doing the best we can with part-time jobs. Oof, Sadaya want to kick us off with this one? Oh boy, okay, so... I've had a few, I wouldn't say a few weird part-time jobs, but I had some in-betweeners when I like left college and then tried to get my life around whatever in like corporate America. Um, So one of my in-between jobs, I guess, is um, working at Urban Outfitters. And I actually loved working at Urban Outfitters. If anyone who I am friends with remembers Dedham, 133 was our location. Like that was the best. That was the Urban Outfitters and Legacy place best, best around outfitters. Um, also had a really good squad there when I was working there too. Um, but I, when this situation happened, I was kind of working there probably more full-time hours than really part-time hours. I started there during like high season, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of that. And I didn't have anything else to do. So I was like, I'll just keep working here, I guess. <laughs> and I ended up fair, becoming fair. a full-time employee. Um, and so with that, I was, I was trained to become a reg aide so I could work at the register now, which I was like, oh shit, get a girl. Like, look at you. So this day, well, this night, actually, I, it was towards the end of my shift and this kid comes in and he's like actively flirting with me when like he's like ringing stuff I'm like checking him out whatever and he's like actively making like okay so I'm like okay like whatever like he was kind of cute whatever um so he then asked me for my number and I was like (laughs) how old are you though like like let's just start here he was like, yeah, I'm 18. I was like, oh, babe, I'm only 20. I'm 22. Like, this isn't going to work for me. <laughs> like, you're, you're fresh, fresh out of high school. I can't do this. It's like, no, thanks. Um, so I already denied him. And then it gets more awkward because now it's time to pay. And so I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Like, how are you paying? He says paying by card. I'm like, cool. Like, swipe your card when you're ready. So I'm like putting his stuff in his bag, whatever. And <laughs> his card declined. <gasps> No. Um, his card declined and I was like, so do you have another form of payment? Like, what are you going to do? And he didn't. So he basically had to walk out the store with nothing that he bought because he couldn't pay for it. And I was not about to pay for him. So I was like, okay, well have a good night. So needless to say, we never dated, (laughs) Um, never paid for what he bought. And to be honest, I don't know if he could have even afforded to take me out on a date. So that was, that was a fun story. I'd have to say. Rough. Okay. Honestly, I have never worked a retail job. It probably shows with how bad I am at folding laundry. Um, But, you know, I have worked other jobs. I just retail, I just knew my strengths and I knew that folding clothes was just never going to be something I was good at. I will tell um, you though, secret, they use, use folding boards to fold the clothes. So like, it is not a God-given talent. They basically are like, here you go. And you just fold the clothes on the board and you slide the board out and it's like perfect. And I think I'm just too lazy for that in my, <laughs> in my life. So yeah, not a good clothes folder, but 
there was a short period of time where I was a bartender and I didn't bartend like at a bar. I did it with events. So you're like showing up the event, you're setting up your bar, you're serving. And at the end of the night, you're breaking down your bar. So you're doing more private events. I usually would bartend things like weddings, um, but still nonetheless bartending. And I'm going to admit I was not the best bartender. This was a very short-lived experience. And anyone listening, if you work in the industry, so much respect for you. This is not, not an easy job. So I take my little online class to be a bartender and it's just about the laws and like how to tell if an idea is fake. It never actually taught me how to make drinks. It was like how to tell when you need to cut someone off, AKA they're like falling off a bar stool, make sure you take their keys, that idea is fake, great. So I'm like, all right, I know the laws. There's a lot of liability, extra stressful. How do I make drinks? Well, never, never really learned. And well, it was my first event to bartend. So before I show up, I'm literally sitting in my car Googling how to make popular drinks. Glad I did this. Um, Guests were just kind of like going in this, seeing, seeing how it turns out. And so I spend the first two hours of my shift, like setting up the bar, right? That's the easy part. You just, you, you take the glasses out of the rack, you stack them, you put ice in the cooler, you know, simple things. I like to get organized. I can do that. I also have another bartender with me. Oh, nice. I'm just like following her lead. She is a vet at this. Like she's teaching me the ropes and this event had two bars. So it had one as a wedding. So it had one for a cocktail hour outside, and then it had a bar inside um, for the rest of the reception. So cocktail hour was about to start wedding was offsite. So they're pretty much like all showing up at once, um, to the venue. And the other bartender is like, Hey, I need to finish setting up the upstairs bar. Why don't you go to the outdoor bar and get ready to serve? Oh God. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I'm outside alone at this bar. People are starting to show up and the first guest comes over and asks for a glass of wine. And I'm like, oof, I got this. Like I can pour a glass of wine, right? We have the bottles on display. So they look and they're like already know. And then they tell you which one you want. And then you look at the bottle and make sure it matches what they just asked for. And you pour it into the glass. Really not that difficult. Also very well-grown adults. So very easy to be like, yes, you are in fact very much of age. Awesome. Love it. No kids at this wedding. So it makes it even easier. Great. So then this guy comes up and I'm like, what can I get you? Right. You know, in my like customer service voice. And he says, I'll take an America. A what? An America. And I'm thinking, oh shit, my first mixed drink. And I have no idea what it is. And I'm not at a bar that had like, there's no book, there's no computer. There's like no way to look up what this drink is. I'm standing alone outside. Now there's a line because what is the first thing you want when you show up at cocktail hour? You want your cocktails. And I just so awkwardly smile and say, I'd be happy to make you in America if you tell me what's in it. Thinking like I am smooth. He literally looks at me and he's like, you don't know how to make in America why is this dude being so rude? (laughs) Well, would you like to guess what is in an America? It's not a mixed drink. It's a Budweiser. What? Ordering a Budweiser, a beer. Okay. Like use my bottle opener, take the cap off and give it to him. 
Pete was ordering a Budweiser. Why is he calling it in America? I don't know. Is that a normal practice? I've never heard that before. I don't know, but I'm an idiot and I'm super embarrassed. He didn't tip me. And when I am embarrassed, I turn super red. So now like everyone in line knows that I'm embarrassed. I'm alone. There's a line. This guy didn't tip me. Not looking good. We also have to split tips among everyone. So like everyone working this event is counting on me to do a good job. Yeah. He was not amused by me and I was not amused by him. Um, Luckily, my first actual mixed drink was a dark and stormy, which I had Googled beforehand and did know how to make. Um, So I did pretty well the rest of the night. Everyone else had normal drink requests. I think only one person asked for something I didn't know how to make. And by that point, the other bartender had showed up and she basically like showed me how to make it and learned from then on. But I told the other bartender, I was like, listen, this dude came up asking for an America. Like, is that like the nickname brand for a Budweiser? And she laughed and she's like, then what's a Bud Light in America skinny? So. Oh my God. <laughs> So I don't know. It still makes me laugh to this day. And I just was not a good bartender. I think we should do like a poll on our social media. Is it normal to call a Budweiser in America? I've never heard someone call a Budweiser in America. You just ask for a Budweiser. Right? All the beers I are mean, out for display. You just like literally I get it. take a beer. America, so, you know, fine. But I also, I just would never put two and two together that if someone asked or ordered for an America, I would like, how, how would one know? Like, I don't feel like that's common drink request language. Especially when all the beers are out for display on the table. You just are like, I will take name this beer. Point. You don't even have to say the name, just point to it. Yeah. And then I ask if you want it out of the bottle or if you would like it in a glass, it's really not that difficult. I also, which this makes me think of this, I really want to also now ask people if, if when you ask for a stiff cocktail, do you call it a stiff cock? <laughs> what made you think of that? So this happened, a girl that I worked with um, a couple years ago, we were like Skyping and I forget what holiday it was. It was some holiday or something like that. And she was like, yeah, I'm just going to go home and have like a stiff cock. She was like, you should come over for a stiff cock. And I was like, excuse me what are you inviting me to i'm sorry don't you live with your i'm not going to your parents house to have a stiff whose cock is this like i was so confused she was like no no i mean like stiff cocktail i was like i guarantee you no one calls a strong cocktail a stiff cock and if you do i need to know who you are because i was so thrown off and this just makes me think like are are there is like is this just a lingo yeah, like, what is this lingo that I am not privy to? Like, I just, I've never, I've never heard of such things. Also, that's kind of bold to type in a work chat because yeah. I truly believe that, like, that's monitored and you just invited your coworker over for a stiff cock a through stiff your cock. work chat. Yes. And didn't clarify until I was like, what the hell is a stiff cock? And then she was Really like, hope IT, who was monitoring that chat, got a huge kick out of that. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't feel like normal cocktail conversation. I don't know where, like, what you think I'm into, but this just... Maybe she hangs out with the dude who calls Budweiser in America. She probably knows him. I should ask him if she knows him. She has to. because Maybe just... she also calls. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. It just makes me think of that. So I have lots of questions now for people. <laughs> Same. Let us know. Send us a DM. <laughs> let us know if we're just missing out. Are we the problem? We, please let us know. I would love <laughs> to fix this issue as fast as I can. So. 
Um, this is a must now. <laughs> I also was not a good server. So gave that a try as well. You know, I served more than I was a bartender and I was, I was better at it than being a bartender because when you're a server, this wasn't a restaurant. Once again, it was four events. So it's pre-planned. So it's like you serve the food from the pre-planned menu, you clean up the food, you follow the directions, you know, you do the same thing, long shift, but easier than bartending when someone's coming up and asking you to make things that you have no idea what they are, but it's definitely grosser because you have to clear all the dirty dishes. And so working another wedding, good times event, the dinner service part is over, right? So like everyone's up on the dance floor and now my job is pretty much like food's been served, cakes out on the, you know, buffet table and I'm just cleaning up dishes, right? Trying to clean up as much as possible. So when the night is over, we get to leave. And a guest comes over to me and hands me his glass, which is normal, right? Like you finish your drink, you hand the server your glass you no longer want. I'll clear it for you. Not an issue. Fine. Normal. You finished your drink. Let me take your glass. Only this glass wasn't empty and it wasn't filled with his drink. He handed me a real glass, not like a paper cup, a real glass filled with his chewing tobacco and spit. Oh my God. No, absolutely not. And I just took it and said, thanks. (laughs) customer service. Like, thank you so much for this gift you have given me. And then I walked directly into the dish room and I threw it out. Like I was not cleaning this. I certainly was not going to be that person that then handed it to a dishwasher to clean. Like absolutely no. It was rude enough that I was handed this. I was not going to then hand it to someone else. I'm sorry, your um, wedding hosts can pay for the missing glass because you were that rude to hand me a cup with your dip spit in it that is disgusting like there were paper cups there he could have definitely found a disposable place to spit into to throw out I also feel like that's dangerous in a lot of ways because if you're intoxicated right and you're walking around with a glass glass cup of your whatever your dip spit that was so fucking gross to me so God forbid you like trip and fall, like you, you're, you're flying, your spits flying in the air. Cool. The cup is going to shatter. That is just, and then like, it could get on some, like, that is so gross. Drinks spill all the time, guys. Like, I know we've all been into a club or a bar or something. Shit falls down and it splatters. I've had that where it like splatters on your shoes and you're pissed about it. If someone, if that was someone, sp- I think I would have fought this man. Yep. And he handed it to me. He didn't see a problem with this. So yeah, I mean, honestly, working events, yes, glasses break all the time. And then it's the worst thing ever to like shut down the dance floor, sweep up all the glass because everyone's barefoot. So highly recommend switching over to plastic, nice disposable cups when you get to the dance floor because your guests will get drunk and drop their fancy wine glass and have glass shatter everywhere. And someone will be in their bare feet dancing and- no one wants to deal with that. So yeah, um, those are some of my part-time job stories. Clearly left that industry because I was not the best at it. Um, know your strengths and yeah. You did the best you could in the situations that were handed to you. I did the best I could. That's really all you can do. And it, now it, I'm laughing about it. Yeah. You know what? You have stories to tell. And I have a very interesting story to tell of 
And this isn't really a part-time job. It was intended to be a full-time gig, but I ended up quitting by the fifth day on the job. And he would probably say that he fired me, but I would honestly say that I was blessed by leaving. <laughs> so, and I don't think I've actually ever told really any, like I think people who are going to listen to this, my friends at least, were all became my friends post-college. Mm. Um, so I don't think anyone really knows this story except like a very few people who also went to college with me, but so the world is about to know this story. Yeah, it's about to get real. It's like one of those things that <laughs> I wouldn't say haunts me, but when I drive by the place, I'm like, oh, thank God I don't work. <laughs> so I went to college um, and I graduated in a de- with a degree in graphic design. Um, and there was basically no fucking jobs to prove it. Like truly once I graduated and I wish that this is, and this is probably gonna be another story for another time or like just a, a nitpick that I have with college is like, life right you're told to like go to school get a degree like this is what will be handed to you life's gonna be so great no one talks about the struggle post-college of trying to find a job and I think that there are some majors where like if you're in accounting you know you're gonna get an accounting job you just gotta apply to a firm boom boom done like you probably have a job in freaking January and you graduated May at this point and everyone else you go to school with hates you right everyone's pissed like everyone's like why didn't I have this major whatever no one talks about the people who are still struggling like cross the stage in May get handed a degree that they are now in debt for and don't have a job to pay back but you owe for those loans you owe, honey don't you fret you still owe um no one talks about that also the deferment of loans like I can go on for days but anyway so I didn't have a job when I graduated. I had a strong portfolio, but when I graduated, there was just no, there weren't jobs, mostly because I didn't want to move. I didn't want to leave Boston. I was just not mentally prepared to like pack up ship and move to New York or California or whatever. Um, So I worked with like staffing agencies who specialize in design. And I was like, can you guys get me a job? And they were like, your portfolio is great, but like, like if you don't want to move we can't do much for you so I'm like okay fine so that's where I had that whole weird in between thing like this is when Urban Outfitters was here and all that I ended up connecting with a girl who I had some overlapping classes with she graduated a year before me and I don't think we had the same major but we she must have had the same minor something like that because we were in like drawing classes and stuff together and she was working at a local like digital design company and she was like, she reached out to me because she knew that I think we were like friends on LinkedIn um, and she knew I was looking and she was like, hey, like there's an opportunity here. So she just kind of like connected me. Great. I interviewed, like applied, got offered the job. I was yeah. super pumped. I was I like, it. yes, like my first big girl job, like finally got something in the field that I'm actually interested in, which I was like, that's probably we know can be rare for some people. Um, so I was pumped. Like I was like, this is great. The owner was awesome, very involved in the business. It was a small business, so he was very hands-on with everything. But I also realized how crazy and disorganized he was, just like as a person, like his, just his mannerisms and the way he thinks and talks, you can just tell it's just very chaotic. And I don't thrive in that. Like I need some order, some function, some process, right? Like I'm a step-by-step person. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I need. So this company was focused on sign and banner designs, which is very different that like, I just really didn't have a lot of exposure in. I did a lot of like digital work in the sense of like flyers and t-shirts and posters and all of that. Not so much like 
hanging up a yard sign in front of someone's house or like making a banner for a team or whatever. But I was like, okay, cool. Like you can train really on anything. I had the basics, right? So I just needed to know how to create designs for this specific thing. So I was super pumped to like learn something new. I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to like kind of broaden my horizons, whatever. So when I started, the training was kind of interesting. Again, a little chaotic. Like I don't remember really like a formal training experience. I do remember I had a lot of job shadowing and I learned a lot about like how things are printed, what the process is like when they're printed. Gotcha. What the machines are like, all of that. So that stuff was really cool. Um, the owner was also kind of involved in the training and I'm, I'm doing air quotes because it was just, again, like a very interesting training experience, but it for sure wasn't sufficient enough for someone to learn so much in, sh- in such a short period of time. It just wasn't realistic at all. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it was probably towards the end of the week. I think this was a Friday. Um, and it really kicked into me that I was like, this is not the place for me when this guy basically said like, He essentially wanted me to memorize a printing sheet, which had like dimensions, weights, cost, you know, cents per inch, cents per feet, whatever, in like a matter of like 24 hours. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? So what would happen is like, you would submit your order and it's the designers, like me and like this other girl who was, who Mm -hmm. got we were the ones that were like working with the customers, sending them the pricing, blah, blah, blah. And like, they, there's this whole card set up. Like, even she was like, yeah, I use this card all the time for training and to like, just to like refresh my memory because you mix and match products or whatever. So I was like, cool, like, I'll just use this. Basically, he told me if I can't memorize it, I'm not competent enough to work there is essentially what he said to me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I was like, okay, sir. So <laughs> I remember him saying that to me and I remember... Like he is in the owner, mind you, like this man owns this company, like his name is all over it. He basically said to me that if I cannot memorize this in a matter of 24 hours, I am not competent enough to work here, which is mind blowing. It's also like, why do you need to memorize it? This isn't something you can look at it and make sure you're giving the correct information to the customer. It's not something you don't want to mess up. Totally. I could not agree. And I was like, what's the point of these cards then if I need to memorize it? Like, why, why is this? Ca-? And I have a picture of the cards. Like, I took pictures of this shit. Because so I was like, I just don't understand why I need to do this. But whatever. So when he said that to me, I was like, this just isn't it. Like, I, I can't. So I ended up packing all my stuff at the end of the day and basically with, like, no intention of returning. Um, and I remember when I left, I was driving home, I was driving down route nine and I was crying at this point. Cause I'm like, this guy basically called me so like stupid. And I was like, I'm sorry, am I missing something? I'm like, maybe I was like, this can't be like how work experiences are. And I know that work, we all know, right? Like we have our good and our bads with the jobs that we work in. Mm-hmm. But I was like, there's just no way that this is how someone treats someone, especially someone new, like someone trying to like actively you know trying to learn like asking questions trying to be involved it's one thing if I wasn't engaged but I'm literally like give me more I want to learn these things Uh, week and I had a week literally a week I was like what I don't I'm sorry I don't think I had a photographic memory like I'm pretty sure that wasn't on my resume but okay so I'm on the phone with my mom I'm calling like I called her I'm crying whatever and then my tears went from sad tears to angry tears so I'm like okay now now I'm pissed because you basically are calling me out of my name which one is really unprofessional and rude and who the fuck are you to tell me if I'm competent enough like are you competent enough because you seem a little bit nuts in my opinion (laughs) so (laughs) 
when I got home, I ended up writing an email of recognition, which kind of scathing, kind of not really though. Like it was more of a professional way of me telling this man to go fuck himself without me saying to go fuck himself. And lucky for you all, I have the email. I dug it up. Yes. From 2014, you guys, like this is a relic. And I, it's funny because when I dug up the email, I saw who I sent this to. And I was like, yeah, no one really knows the story about these people. Here, here's my email to, we're going to call him Steve. Hi, Steve. I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity of working with you. After our conversation today, I wanted to inform you that I did not try to mislead you or your judgment in hiring me. I discussed with you prior to these few days that this is a new journey for me and I was willing to learn all aspects of the job. However, I do not feel as though that two days is enough time to determine if I or anyone else is suitable to work for you. I never woke up feeling miserable or annoyed that I was going into work. I was excited to learn new things each day. I feel as though it was very unprofessional and abrupt the way you handled the situation. And again, you had unrealistic expectations that were not communicated to me. As you know, there is a lot of material to learn and it is impossible to expect someone to know everything, adjust to the environment and learn how you guys work in such a short period of time. I was not given the opportunity or time to really learn everything that your company has to offer and show that I have obtained that knowledge. I grabbed pricing sheets before I left this evening, planning to review them and take notes eager to come in and even um, and even more asking me more questions tomorrow. In the future, if you're looking for quality employees, please clearly state ahead of time what you're expecting and a maximum number of trial days they will be will, they will be working followed by an evaluation at the end of the day. I do not believe I gave off a negative impression that I was uninterested by not wanting to learn, ask questions or be a part of the team. Again, I thank you for the opportunity and I hope that you find what you were looking for. So that was the email I sent that man. Did he answer? Not respond to that email. <laughs> Did not respond. And it's funny, I sent this email to a few people after because I was obviously like so up in arms. So I was like, am I crazy? Like blah, 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 blah. I, everyone I told this situation to, they were like, what the fuck? Like, that's so weird. Even the girl who referred me for this job, she was like, and she wasn't there that day. She was out that day. And she was like, wait, what? Like, that's insane. I don't understand like why, where this even came from. Like, he's not that type of guy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know what? Like I, it's fine. Like, I don't even bother putting it on my resume. I don't mention it. Cause it's also one of those things where I'm like, it's such a blessing that this happened because now I'm thinking of how far I've come, right? Like, yeah, I've grown so much. I've given, been given so many opportunities. I've learned, I'm still learning and growing from it. And I'm beyond grateful that the red flags were shown early enough that I can get out mm-hmm. and get out very quickly. And I have no shame in it, right? Cause like, I'm also not gonna work for someone who treats people like shit. Like that's, you can't expect people to want to come and work for you and you treat people that way. And I should have known because even the vibe inside, like the culture was just a little weird and I didn't understand what it was or I couldn't really put my finger on like what caused this thing. And I was like, oh, ever since the time I was like, this all makes way more sense. Like everything is adding up now. So I feel good about my choice, good about my decision. And now when I drive by, I do kind of laugh a little bit because I'm just like, that whole thing was so fucking ridiculous mostly because like I'm so much better and stronger now then it was probably like the worst thing that could have happened to me because I was just like this is my first job out of college and like this is my experience what the hell is this but um I know my email probably did the bare minimum but I also feel good that I said what I needed to say yeah I could have said it worse and I really wanted to say it a lot worse and I moved on like I moved on with a clear head clear mind clear heart to like new opportunities and here we are serious question Mm -hmm. did you get paid for those five days 
I did get paid for those five days, um, which I'm grateful for because I definitely would have sued like a thousand. <laughs> I probably would have sued. I, and it's funny because it wasn't like the staff itself, like the people that I talked to and worked with were really nice people, very sweet people, really good at their jobs, like were super helpful to me. Like I learned so much from them, but this guy just ruined it. And from what it looks like to me, it's still open. At least that's what it looks like on the outside when I drive by. I'm assuming they're still in business, but I was just like, um, yikes. I'm gonna head out on this one. <laughs> I mean, clearly you, everyone there, just doing the best they can. Yeah. All the stories. Just that's all you can do. Honestly. All you can do. And, in the moment, I'm definitely a mad crier too, but I'm glad you can look back and laugh and see how far you've grown. Oh my God, yeah. I also love that. This is why keeping receipts is so important, people. This is why I screenshot everything. I'm so glad I found that email. Cause I was like, I know I sent this man an email. I know I'm not crazy. And I was digging through my email <laughs> to find it. And his name is funny too, cause he will pop up like on LinkedIn where it's like, connections you may know and I'm like absolutely not I'm not making a connection with no, thank you no thank you no thank you yeah so that's that's probably one of many job related stories that you will hear on this podcast and you're all welcome so. we're all just doing the best we can that's right and you know what if you have a story to share if you also have a job related nightmare that you'd like to share please know that we are accepting of all we are happy to feel that pain with you. So you can email us at bestwecanpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at bestwecanpodcast and on Twitter at bestwecanpod. As you know, new episodes drop every Tuesday. And remember, you're doing the best you can and your best is good enough. Bye, bestie. See you next week. <laughs>